Hello and welcome to On Point, a podcast by Oak Street Funding, where we bring research and data-backed insights to dig into the minds of industry leaders to learn how to stand out, navigate, and break through this ever-changing industry. I'm your host, Bridget Height, and you can support this podcast by following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on our website, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be there hanging out, talking to industry leaders, and ready to empower you to grow your business. Let's get on point. So today I am delighted to bring back the lovely Alicia Chandler back to the show. Alicia is president of Oak Street Funding, where, like most of you, she is currently leading an organization into 2024. Today we're going to chat about strategic planning and some tips for implementing it throughout the year. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much for being here. You are a very busy lady. So um, let's just start with an overview. Where does an organization start with the strategic planning process? So the, one of the most important things when you're discussing the strategic project for the upcoming year um, is to get with your executive or management team and undertake a SWOT analysis. Um, and so SWOT, S-W-O-T, not swatting a fly. Um, so it's an, it's an acronym. So we have S for strengths, W for weaknesses. Those are internally focused, so on the organization itself. And then you also have opportunities and threats, so the O and T. And those are external um, opportunities or threats for your organization. Okay, great. So can you give an example or give some strengths and weaknesses of what SWAT brings out? Sure. So I can talk a little bit about Oak Street itself um, because we've been doing this for several, well, for a number of years. And we report this at the beginning of our year in our in our book that we put out. So a strength, for example, for Oak Street is our deep industry knowledge and expertise. Um, you know, we have people that have been with us for you know more than a decade or have more than a decade of experience in the specific lines of businesses that we lead. So that's an example of an internal strength. And so then when you're talking about a weakness, that's going to be something that internally you look at as a management team and think, you know, where is our weakness? Where are we exposed? Um, and so, you know, you just need to be honest with yourselves. And that can change from year to year. Um, usually your strengths are pretty consistent and you could have additional ones each year. But the weaknesses could be just something that's maybe because of the way the economy has sure. changed, that internally you need to take a, a look at how some things, maybe your processes or procedures that you need to improve. Um, you know, when you're thinking about opportunities um, and external, you know, looking, at, looking externally, you might think, well, maybe we could get into a new line of business. Um, you know, for example, a few years ago, um, actually several years ago, when the bank had purchased Oak Street, we looked at getting into the RIA space, which is now one of our largest lines of business. And so, you know, you take a look at, you know, what opportunities are out there in the market? Mm -hmm. uh, where could we break in? And just things like that. Um, threats are external threats. And of course, the biggest external threat right now is the high interest rates. Um, you know, no one can hide from that. It's just a fact of everyday life in the lending industry. So those are the types of things that you look at from an external threat uh, position. Now I need to ask you, once someone does complete the SWOT analysis, what are the first next steps? How can someone take action once it's all finished, the SWOT? So once you finish your SWOT analysis, you have to think through what you know, based upon, say, that weakness, mm -hmm. what steps can we take to address it? And so 
based upon that, you start building out a project. Um, you know, if it's a technology, a lack of some type of technology per se. Um, okay, so who needs to be involved? Who needs to think about, you know, why there's that, you know, perceived lack or whatever the case may be, wherever the shortfall is, um, who can help determine what types of steps we need to take for that project, who needs to be involved, what are the timeframes. And so you just take a look at each of those items within the SWOT itself or the, the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities and threats, and really just thought, think about how you build upon that. Um, and can, can there be specific projects that relate back to address specific items that came up within the SWOT itself? Okay, great. Thank you. So what are Oak Street Funding's key strategic priorities for 2024 and how did you decide on them? So our key strategic priorities for 2024 are keeping in line with the themes that we've had, uh, that we had last year, um, but with different focuses. So the first one is employee engagement. Okay. Um, employee engagement has been a top priority of not only within Oak Street, but at our parent company level as well. Okay. Um, you know, we get uh, Gallup survey results. And we take a look at what the employees are thinking, feeling, um, based upon those survey results across a variety of areas. And then we take a look, an honest look at, you know, where do we need to focus our time and our energy and our effort to make sure that everyone is engaged as possible, which then is going to lead into the second focus, which is customer experience. So if you have employees that are engaged, they enjoy their job, uh, they're happy to make a customer's day better, then that's going to lead to a better customer experience. Um, and, and customer experience, again, it can be from the way someone treats a customer to the processes and procedures that could be a part of that type of, of focus. And the final uh, focus is going to be growth. Of course, we're always looking to grow. Every year we're looking to grow, uh, whether it be through a new product line or within a certain line of business, but just overall growth and how we get there through various strategic plans that we set out. Great, thanks for that. So we wanna spend most of this podcast about implementing strategic plans, as usually by December, the strategic plans are already made. So when a plan has been put into place, how do you communicate the strategic plan to the rest of the organization? How do you communicate it? Sure, um, you know, the first thing we do is we like to meet with the employees at one of our monthly, um, lunches or gatherings that we do upstairs and talk about the strategic plan, the SWOT for the upcoming year. And then we also put together an actual book um, for the upcoming year that is going to contain um, our SWOT analysis, all our strategic plans, our themes, um, any uh, origination goals, budgets, things like that. It's going to have from, from front to back, it's going to have all that information and we will give that out to all the employees. We will provide a copy to the to the bank, to our leadership at the bank and the board. And we will meet with the bank's board um, in the upcoming year and we will go through that as well. So we- It's a hard copy book. It is a hard copy nice. and it's very beautiful. It takes oh. a lot of effort. Um, we have employees' pictures in it. It's, it's actually really fun. I yeah. got to see the new proposed cover yesterday. Um, and but there's so, something nice about just having something that you can actually It is, and you can and keep it through. on your desk the whole year. Yeah. So I have mine on my desk. I know a lot of my colleagues do. When I go by, I see it there, and you can just kind of look each month. Are we on pro Are we on plan? Are we on target? What did we say about this particular project? You know, and right. so it just gives everybody that same information to go from. That's brilliant. So how do you get and keep 
employee buy-in throughout the process of implementation. So I think the biggest key to that is just the honesty and being open. Um, if you convey the why behind it and everyone understands, then it's a lot easier to get everyone on the same page. And then my biggest thing is just encouraging people to give feedback, constructive feedback. I think sometimes um, people are a little hesitant to come to me, even when I was general counsel and say, well, I don't, I don't agree with that. Or why is that? Or, you know, or even question something, but that's the only way we're going to grow is if people bring their honest feedback, because I don't have all the answers and I have a great team, but you know, again, not everybody is going to have all the answers for everything. So it needs to be a team effort. And I think that's the best way to do it. Absolutely. I agree. So who is accountable for implementing the strategic plan and how do you make sure that they know what they're accountable for? Who's accountable? That is going to be the project leader and the people that are on that team. Okay. Um, and the way to hold those people accountable uh, for any of the projects is to set those deadlines and measure them yeah. on a monthly basis uh, at the meeting and have those people at the table talking about the status of their project. And if they've not met the deadlines, what is holding it up? Is there something that we can do to help them further that project? Or is it has something come up that that project isn't relevant anymore? Um, you just never know. So, you know, you set things at the end of the year, you go into the next year and sometimes projects or priorities change and you have to make a change uh, as well. And you can't be scared to do that. So, yeah. So you just uh, meet with everyone and figure out, you know, what's going on and if there's a way to help them if they're behind. Okay. So what are the specific action plans and timelines for achieving strategic priority when preparing to implement the plan? Lots of things come up. How do you make sure the strategic plan maintains a top priority? So one of the ways that we make sure that it maintains its top priority is we put it on our monthly scorecard. Okay. Um, we track, uh, it's this Excel, I think it's Excel. I don't know. There's a special program that the project managers have. You, you just mentioned scorecard. Can you explain? I don't know. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, so a scorecard is an internal measurement of how you're meeting all of your plan goals. So, you know, for example, we say that for 2023, we wanted to hit, you know, X millions of dollars in loan originations. And so the scorecard on a monthly basis will say, you know, here was your budget for this month. Here's how many loans you close. Like, here's your difference. So you're measuring your goals against the actual month to date or, or year to date. So some of them you can do year to date. Some of them are just the actual monthly numbers. But it's just an internal measurement to see how you're doing against your against your projects and your various goals. And it is very helpful. Um, and we do track it. It's one of the lines on our scorecard. And it has a certain percentage. Like, we expect that we'll get these projects done by this month or these particular steps. And then we say, is that 10% done, 20% done, 30% done, whatever the numbers are. And you track that. So it's always top of mind for everyone. Okay. Seems simple. <laughs> I bet it's not as simple as it's, yeah, you make but... it sound. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, all right. So how should an organization measure progress and success in their 2024 strategic plans? So I think the way you would measure success is by continually assessing where you stand in the completion of those tasks 
that ultimately lead to the successful completion of that whole project. Okay. And so I think it is incumbent upon the individuals that are on that project to take accountability, like we talked about earlier, and make sure that they're properly advancing the ball. And if they need help or they have questions, mm-hmm. uh, to reach out like to, some, like to me and let me know, hey, we were working through this. We've realized that this is a stumbling block or we can't do this without involving IT. So then we have to pull in an IT person or whatever the case may be. Um, And it's just making sure that, you know, you're properly moving along at the speed that you need to be. And then taking a real look again, like we said, you know, if you realize something's not as um, productive or um, is not going to provide as much value as you initially thought, then there's nothing wrong with taking a hard look at that and saying, okay, maybe we just scrap that project. Maybe it's not the right thing that we need to do this year, or maybe we need to move that to next year because now we have this other thing that we need to focus on. Okay. Alicia. Yes. What resources are needed to implement a strategic plan? So resource-wise, I think it's the most important thing is the people. You need the people, you need the buy-in from everyone in the organization, um, especially at the top level to make sure that you're um, all in alignment and you have an agreement on what those plans are to be. Um, And then what is the priority? You know, whose plan has priority if it comes to there's an IT project that needs to be put in? Um, you know, they can't do everything at once. So where do the, the projects rank in priority? Um, and then obviously sharing those plans and projects with, in our case, the board and the bank um, to ensure that they don't have any questions. Because ultimately, you know, we report up to folks and they have to take a look at that and understand what direction we're going in and make sure that they don't have any questions on, um, you know, the goals or whether there's alignment or buy in. And um, yeah, that's it. All right. Um, So how should an organization manage change and overcome obstacles? How can an organization adapt, pivot to the strategic plan as needed? So we have we've had to do that constantly throughout the last 20 years. Um, It's. It's not simple, um, but just to kind of say it in a simple way is you have to be willing to make a change. Can't be scared of change. Mm -hmm. No one likes change. No one likes when things, you know, have to take a pause. Yep. Um, but with the way that the world is ever changing, with technology, with the economy, with the interest rates, um, there have been times this past year where we've had to put projects aside and start new projects and completely change, you know, pace. So it's it's not easy, sure. but it is something you need to do. And just make sure that everyone is on the same page again. Try your best to go with the flow. (laughs) So uh, thank you, Alicia, for all of your insights. And at the end of the show, we like to ask a fun question, as you know. Do you have a favorite holiday season tradition? I'm going to say, and I need to do this. (laughs) um, I I still like to put out the elves. My children are 19 and almost 17. (laughs) Do they Um, like it? They love the elves. That's why. But they like to have fun with them too. Yeah. So um, I still like to do that. I still love to look at all the people's feeds with their elves and the cute things they oh. do. Um, that's so adorable. Thank you so much for being here and for all of your insights. Yep. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
So thank you all for listening to On Point, a podcast by Oak Street Funding, where we bring research and data-backed insights to dig into the minds of industry leaders to learn how to stand out, navigate, and break through this ever-changing industry. I'm Bridget Height, and tune in next time wherever you listen to podcasts as we get On Point. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review.